Hello everyone. So um, today, this podcast is going to be a little bit different from my normal ones. This one is going to be a bit more somber and melancholy in the tone of it. So just a disclaimer, I will be talking about deaths and guns. So if that's something that makes you uncomfortable, you might want to set this one out. So I'd like to begin this podcast by having a moment of silence for the countless number of black people that have been slaughtered by the police. Okay. This is not something that's easy to talk about. However, I will say that this conversation needs to happen. I'm so sick and tired of turning on the news and seeing that a black person was killed today by a police officer. This is terrible. This is not the country that, you know, that I love. This is this it's it's sickening. This should not be happening at all in any way. It's it's it really baffles my mind how a country that has benefited so much from the work of black people how they can just shoot us in the street like livestock like animals it's not right it's not fair it's it's just not the best thing like maybe i can't wrap my i can't wrap my mind about around why people just do these terrible things black people we just want to live we just want to be treated like everyone else that's all we ask we just ask for a seat at the table is that so hard is that really so hard why do you have to kill us so bad like racism is such an ugly disease like i can't stress this enough racism and just ignorance it's terrible it's breaking this country and I hate to say it, but it's what this country was built on. And now it's time to rebuild it. We clean in house, you know, snakes in the grass, time to cut the lawn. We have to, we have to fix this because obviously this is a problem. How can you even feel, I could imagine as a grandparent, how can you feel that, even as a regular parent, how can you possibly feel that you can release a child in this world knowing that just because that they're black, they have a possibility to be killed? It baffles my mind. It really does. So I'm going to start by saying my experience with the Black Lives Matter movement. So um, I first heard of the Black Lives Matter movement in seventh grade. I think that was the year 2000, 2014 for the Michael Brown case in Ferguson, Missouri. Oh, also, before I continue, this is just a disclaimer that I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers. However, you can look up more answers to these questions at blacklivesmatters.com. I'm sorry, not .com, but .org. Blacklivesmatters.org. So, I heard about it from the Michael Brown case and Ferguson, Missouri. And I believe 2014, basically, he was just another black teen who got 
murdered by the police officers and the police nothing happened to them it was like just a slap on the wrist no, nothing happened they i think they still have their jobs so and i remember at the time thinking wow that's not fair wait even before that the Trayvon Martin case i remember it happened when i was in fourth grade i believe fifth grade and the court case was like the following summer or the summer after that and i remember hearing the verdict that george zimmerman was found not guilty being upset and disappointed because it was clear as day that he killed that man with racist intent behind it so those were my first experiences with it and then i've heard it like every come and go now like throughout the following years like i remember I forgot his name. It was this actor at the BET Awards, his award speech. I think it was the year 2016. He had spoke about it for a bit. And then Beyonce brought it a bit more mainstream with her formation performance at the Super Bowl and Black Lives Matter and the Black Panther Party. I'm sorry. So I've like heard it come again through topics like that. And then later again with cases like the um Eric Gardner one and the other cases we've seen throughout the years. However, I feel like Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, they have really really their deaths have really pushed it forward to mainstream more mainstream than I've ever seen it before. So, you know, they changed the world and what they did and it's I mean, it's sad that they have to change it by dying, but I'm grateful that now more people are having conversations about it. And it's not like that one girl in class who's talking about it. Now the whole country, the whole world is talking about it. So I will be forever grateful for them. I understand as me being who I am, I understand that I do have some privilege when it comes to you know, racial profiling and all. At the end of the day, don't get it wrong. I'm still a black man, but I don't really come across as that stereotype. You know, like that the negative stereotypes that the media just loves to portray about black men. I feel like I'm not a very threatening person. So I do understand that that's just my nature. However, that does it. That's not fair just because I'm a bit more conservative doesn't mean that people who don't have my mindset should still be watched in the store or should still be followed around or you know murdered or questioned it's not right and you know it's it's not okay because these black people they're just trying to live their lives it's they can't it seems like we can't get a break as black people in this country. And sometimes it's even terrifying to think that every two steps forward we take, we take three back. We regress instead of pro- progressing. And I'm just sick of it. Um, let's take a short break. back ladies and gentlemen so for the next few minutes 
I will be giving off ways and hypothetical ideas of mine about how we can fix police brutality in this country. Excuse me. I feel like it. The more we wait, the more it's gonna. The longer it's gonna take for us to fix these issues. So we should strike while the um, iron's hot. So we need better police rules. That sounds super vague, but what I'm trying to say is that, like the tactics used by the police officers who um, murdered George Floyd, that should not have to be used on a non-threatening citizen of the United States. You know, George Floyd wasn't intimidating. He wasn't doing anything. So that tactic, like really putting kneeling on his neck, that should not be used at all. That's what I expect from like military torture, something like that. Not from your average police officer. That should not be in their criteria, in their repertoire of moves that they can use, that should be illegal. And I've read somewhere that it actually is like they banned it. And they're starting to ban chokeholds and things of that nature. So any like, because that was excessive, excessive force wasn't necessary. Like, just don't, that was too extra. And George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and no, these are people that have been happened. These are people who've, these are stories that happen to have been recorded or reported well on social media. I can't imagine the countless others who have similar stories like George and Brianna and Ahmad, and you know they're not being reported or a lot of people don't know about it. It's not no, it's not common knowledge to the mainstream media. So I could imagine what other terrible tactics these cops are using. And they're just getting away with it because someone wasn't recording it at the time. So they need to, the police academies need to reform how they deal with people that they label as a threat or as a criminal. Also, I think a way we can fix um, police brutality is more positive better representation in the media. I feel like uh, oftentimes in TV shows, black people are the drug dealers or the gangsters or the pimps or the prostitutes or like, we're rarely seen in roles that are positive. There are some exceptions like Annalise Keating and some doctors in Grey's Anatomy. I know there's black people doctors in Grey's Anatomy. So we are seen in some good roles, but like we need to the media needs to stop giving us these stereotypes and show that black people are more flexible than that and how and that there's more than one there's more than one face of black person i feel like it's not right how we're always seen as drug dealers and gangsters and criminals that's not because that doesn't represent black people and it only goes on as to add stereotypes and a quote-unquote excuse to kill black people because most people or cops might be ignorant on how black people actually are, you know, based on what they see from TV and instead of real life. So I feel bad that this podcast was kind of short. I wish it was longer, but I honestly, I'm not quite sure what else I can say. At the end of the day, People deserve to be treated equally and fairly, no matter what race they are. But 
until black people are actually treated right, I'm going to scream Black Lives Matter all day, every day, you know, with no apologies given. Because I'm nothing to be sorry for. And this is what I'm passionate about. And I want change to happen. I want to see change. So if you can, please, please, please donate to blacklivesmatters.org and other Black-owned charities and donation boxes and online donations. Please sign petitions and polls. They really do help. Every penny counts. Every signature counts. Spread the word. Please be aware. And also educate. Please try to educate. Like, if you're a white listener... And, you know, that one auntie at the party is saying racist things. Please clock her or yeah, clock her, get her together. Like, let her know that that's not okay and you won't stand up for it. Because that's how racism and hate keep continues to spread. People aren't saying, aren't, aren't, people aren't speaking up when they have the power to potentially change one person's outlook and prevent another tragedy from happening so please educate and donate thank you so much for listening to my podcast i really appreciate everything and hashtag black lives matter forever Mm -hmm.